You know who thinks all wiper blades are created equal? People who have never been stuck with bad ones. Not you. You know what driving with average wiper blades is really like. Worrying about the rain, squinting through the street marks, and of course, that tense feeling that comes when you can't see the road. For over 100 years, Trico has manufactured premium wiper blades to give you a clear line of sight in any weather conditions. Because on the road, every moment matters. If you're ready to leave average wiper blades behind, head to your local auto parts retailer for a set of premium Trico wiper blades. Trico, seeing you through. All right, folks, this is Jack Newtown here, and we are live uh, on the broadcast <clears throat> Saturday morning. I know Friday I wasn't able to do anything because I came, when, came in very late, but before we get to the all the other news and sort, uh, you know, I like to do little stories and that store, store time. I wouldn't really say store time, but something. You know, I talked to my good friend and uh, well, you know, was driving to the gym. You know, I'm not going to, um, what's the word? I'm not going to say names or perennial information. But um, it got, it has, it, it brought me to something that is a concern now. To me, to me, it's a concern, maybe not for everyone else, but to me, it's a uh, a big concern. And it's drugs, drug problem. People, a lot of people have a drug problem. Um, now, I know many of us so-called black people like to perpetrate and say, well, that's that's a white folk problem. No, it's a black person problem. And. Particularly, predominantly 2019, 21st century, black women are more in tune to doing drugs like pills, uh, marijuana, cocaine, all that sort. And it's becoming a issue in the way that a number of these women or now I know they're going to say, well, won't you talk about the white women? Well, white women have more options than you do. They have various support groups. They have more clinics, et cetera, that is more available for them. Well, I wouldn't say more, more available, but it's easier for them to actually get help than you. And the reason it's easier for them to get help than you. Well, number one, income gap. Number two, they're willing to admit they have a problem. They're willing to admit they have a drug problem. They're willing to now. I know some people want to try to say, "Why you? you well, are you always got to use white people as the standard bearer?" I'm not using white people as standard bearer. I'm just measuring it on the basis that that's how y'all measure y'all sales every day. That's how y'all wear y'all hair, just like the white woman. Just like y'all wear y'all style clothing, etc. Just like the white woman. You got your color eye contacts like the white woman. So guess what? I'm going to put that on you now. Since you want to compare yourself to them, now I'm going to make use that as the test of where you need to be. So, if you got a problem with that, you can uh, cancel this broadcast. And they're 
what you call the three D's, deny, deflect, and dismiss. The majority of, I'm talking about today's black women, not all black women, but in America particularly, are in denial they have a drug problem. They'll dismiss they'd have a drug issue and they'll deflect it. And then they'll blame you. And during the whole time that what I was hearing from my good friend, um, that it was a denial that there is an issue. And a number, well, not me, I don't do drugs. That's one thing, you know, I've done a lot of stuff except for the funny stuff and drugs. I've never stuck a needle in my arm. I've never snorted any powder. I've never sipped any syrup. I've never done any pills. I never snorted, smoked. Now, I did marijuana, but that was like 17 years ago. And I didn't like it. These people up there giggling and like, okay, whatever. But I don't do drugs. I don't do now I do drink from on occasion time to time, but I don't do drugs. I never did pills. I never did crack. I never did cocaine, never did heroin. I never did any of those things because I didn't have a desire to. And when I was here young before my old man died when I was a teenager. The words, and this is from a kid, listen to the old man. I will murder you if I catch you doing crack, cocaine, heroin, drugs, marijuana, any drug, you're going to die. Day you put powder on your nose, I will take the choke the life out of you. I'll suck every air out of your breath till you die. That those words, see, my, my father was hard, hard. He was a hard charge. He was disciplined. You know, you he told a line on on anything. He's gonna break you. But I've never did drugs, and I thank my old man for instilling that. I thank him. I really do. Because that's one of the few things I took advice from him. And I knew if I were to do that, his spirit would come in and try to kill me. Trust me, if I snore, even try to snore a line, I know that spirit is going to kill me. He's going to come get me. And a lot of people didn't, some people didn't have fathers like that. Actually, some did, but they didn't listen. Because they want to be part of the in crowd. And I notice where I live, the majority of black women, 85% of them are on drugs. Going to drink some coffee to that. 85% of the black women in my area are on drugs. So at least only 15% that are not drugs. 
over 69% of black men in our area, my area, are on drugs. So at least 31% of those who are not because they have a deterrent called prison. But 85% of the black women in my community are on drugs. 69% of the black men in my community are on drugs. And it's, it's a further decaying society. A further degrading society. He bangs her, she bangs him, bang, 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 bang. Everybody's banging everybody. Everybody's banging everybody. Nobody does not want to say, this is going to be my wife, this is going to be my husband. Everybody just banging everybody. You got some drugs, bang, bang, bang. You got weed, bang, bang, bang. You got smoke, bang, bang, bang. And I always reference myself, I, I believe I've been born in the wrong century. I now know I've been born in the wrong century because this is weird to me. Weird. This is a very weird culture. Where we're spending money on $1,500 phones. And then busting them open, it's just, I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't see, I don't see 66.6% of you making it. Y'all going to be burnt down like Kingsford Charcoal pretty soon. And it has to happen. And now I'm kind of second guessing about legalizing recreational marijuana I I'm I'm real serious about this I and I'm all for medicinal marijuana look I'm 100% for medicinal marijuana people who have illnesses I don't believe people with bipolar should get marijuana mm -mm. I don't believe people with bipolar because it makes it worse I'm serious. People with bipolar or mental illness, I, it, well, that kind of depends. It's better than psychotropic drugs. But I will be cautious about that. Now I'm concerned about recreational marijuana on the basis is that we already got a number of people that are mentally ill. We got a number of people who have a drug problem. And are we adding another layer of advice to their issues as it is by simply layering on the drug? Now, again, this is my opinion. I understand people are not going to be happy with my statement or happy with what I say. 
but I do believe in medicinal marijuana, but I'm kind of second guessing on recreational marijuana now. Because I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to, and, and the drug and the marijuana that your grandparents smoke is not the same marijuana that's here today. See your, the marijuana, your grandparents smoke was natural. There was no chemicals. There was nothing. It, it, it went through its natural process. The Willie, what I call Willie Nelson marijuana. It ain't Willie Nelson's world unless you get it from Willie Nelson. It ain't Willie. Nowadays, you got this Kush and this and Sour D. You got all these different types of strains of marijuana to where you got to ask yourself. To where you got to ask yourself. Do you really want to have marijuana recreational worldwide? I mean, seriously, I mean, are, are we going to have a generation of zombies now? Well, alcohol kills more people. That is true. Alcohol does kill people. I, and I 100% agree with that. But what I'm saying is alcohol, there's alcohol and it determines how much you drink is going to determine the level you're going to be at. People just need to drink less alcohol and not drink a whole lot. I think you need to limit yourself. I think when alcohol, it comes down to control. Now, I do believe there are some cheaper brands that need to be removed off the shelves, you know, like the cheaper vodkas, the cheaper brandies, the cheaper rums, the cheaper um, the, the whiskeys. Yes, I do believe those cheaper products need to be removed off the shelves because they don't go through a multiple dis dis distilling process. They don't get distilled multiple times or filtered multiple times. Therefore, a lot of impurities are still in that old uh, cheap wine, that old cheap vodka, old cheap brandy, old cheap whiskey, old cheap rum. Old cheap tequila. And that harms people more. And I always say, if you're going to drink alcohol, get the better brand. Get the product that's been distilled multiple times. You want to get a product that's been distilled more than four times when it comes to vodka. Preferably more than four times. My thing is, if it hadn't been distilled 10 plus times, I'm not taking it. You want something that's been distilled more than four times. You want it to be more filtered more than four times. And if it doesn't say how many times it's been filtered, how many times it's been distilled, um, don't buy it when it comes to the clear alcohol. When it comes to whiskey, make sure that it is one-on-one. Because a lot of people get the 80 proof thinking that, you know, 80 proof is good. No, no, 80 proof is with, with whiskey, 80 proof. That is borderline rot, rot, rot good. You want to get the one that's a little bit stronger. Because it's going to have a lot less impurities because of the alcohol content. And get a reputable brand. You know, uh, Buffalo Trace is one is a reputable brand. You know, the higher premium quality ones. Get one that costs more. I know people going in and get that wild turkey, 
which the basic wild turkey is cheap, which I, I will leave that alone. But get a brand that is have higher in quality. And if it doesn't cost 30 or more dollars, a whiskey doesn't cost 30 more dollars, leave it alone. Why I say that is because you, if you're going to drink alcohol, which is a, consider a liquid drug, make sure you get the better quality. Therefore, it won't be so harsh on your body. Because if you get the rot gut, bam, your body is going to be responding a different way. Just like water. If you drink dirty tap water on a daily basis, it's going to affect your body. But if you drink clean water on a daily basis, it's going to affect your body because the tap water has more acid. That's why you want to get the alkaline water uh, with over 8.0, 8.0 and up because it has less acid and it's more alkaline. But I, I'm digressing. It's just, it kind of disturbed me that I didn't know the drug problem was really that serious until yesterday. And it's a real big concern for me and a number of people who don't like to see those who loved ones who don't like to see their loved ones engage in this um, issue, this problem. And um, it is really, is really, 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 really a problem. Big problem. But um, let's let's go on to something else. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm digressing. It just that was a big issue for me about people engaging in drugs and particularly women of color uh, to engaging in drugs because it, people say, well, will you focus on that? Well, because I, you know when when you get off on that stuff and I and I get on you is because I want y'all to be the best. Um. Because it seems that we're we're um, separating ourselves more and more and ever off the basis that we can't trust each other. And we engage in things that does harm not only to us, but to our families. And um, I just um, I just want people to do better. I really, really just want people to do better, 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 better. Not worse, better. And I wish people would understand uh, why it's necessary for me to say these things, even though this is not my what you call my fealty, my fealty, my level of fealty. Some people, some people, brother, sis on YouTube, their their particular fealty is black issues, black man, black woman, colorism. That's their shtick, which is fine. Um, that's what their master's at. And that is where that's their realm. That's not really my realm at all. But if I see something that is the, of the obvious, I'm going to point it out. I'm going to point it out. Uh, let's see. I'm going to play this video because it was, uh, disturbing to me to see two men of color go at it on each other over Colin Kaepernick. You know, Colin Kaepernick, the, the, the disgraced quarterback 
from San Francisco 49ers who can't get a job, which he did kind of show for a job. But as I told y'all last week, I thought it was a PR stunt. I thought when he switched the location that it was a location to where Nike can film and they can start their new uh, commercial ad as well as uh, build a, a sneaker for, for Colin Kaepernick. And lo and behold, I was proven right about the situation, which I didn't want to be right, but it is what it is. So, but we're going to play this. Now, I, I was enjoying the, because I, I, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to it, but, you know, I was uh, sent this. I'm going to play this. And I had no problem with the argument. They can argue about who supports Cap and who doesn't. The problem I have is what Terrell Owens said. Now, let's play this, and here's why. Play this video. In your case, you're defending Colin Kaepernick now. In my case, I've defended Colin Kaepernick on numerous just throughout the years. I'm talking about the Mike Wilbons, the James Browns, and everybody in between. Black folks all over the country, all in the media, everybody speaking up on behalf of Colin Kaepernick. But Colin Kaepernick. You're the one person that don't have anything to say. You step aside while brothers and sisters who know that you were right to want to address police brutality, who know that you were right to want to address racial oppression, who know that you were right when you say that you didn't deserve to be blackballed and you didn't deserve to have your cause politicized. All of us are fighting on behalf of you, but right. you are the one that won't speak up for yourself. Do you right. have a problem with that? Well, I think the thing is, in the black community, like I said, I'm in, I'm in the streets. I, I, I hear what's yes, going on. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. The thing is, is I think... Uh, like I said, we don't care if you're in the streets or not, Terrell. Even though you have a platform, it's okay to disagree, but it was the way you were going about it. It was almost like you were attacking him. And I think the thing with Colin Kaepernick and the way that things shifted right, you know, right at the... the Which I agree with Terrell. So I mean, you know, he didn't have a problem with it, but it's just how he... Stephen A., you remember when Kaepernick did a thing and then Stephen A. said you didn't want the job, etc., which he's entitled to his opinion. Um, and some people may take it like, oh, you were attacking him. Which, okay, you can take it that way. I, I looked at it as, hey, you know, obviously this was a stunt. The doorstep of this workout is just the transparency. Um, you alluded to, uh, to... And I agree. Which, and, I, and I do honestly agree with transparency. That is true. And then I thought to myself and said, hold on now. I see where this is going because Nike will not be able to film inside because then they have to go to the NFL and get the footage, the rights to that footage. So was this whole stunt based on a disguise of transparency to get footage for Nike? Because guess what? When they did that practice out there in that uh, high school field, 
And I bet you no. And Nike, they set that up to the document. Um, as, as that related, I mean, as as, as I was referring to it with the document, mm-hmm. that the waiver. Um, again, like I said, when you insert language into something that's not standard, then obviously you have to take time to review those documents. And like I said, they weren't given adequate time to, to do that. And so to now insert that and then think that he was going to sign it right at the doorfront, then that's that's not fair. You giving him, you know, if you're going to give him a fair workout, then give him a fair workout. And that's true. And and I agree, with Mr. Owens, on on that aspect. Um, on on documents and sort, you know, NFL sent him a document, a waiver. But Kaepernick's team turned around and sent a modified waiver. Now. They could have just said no workout, you know, while I'll just bring the cameras here and we'll work out somewhere else, which they did. But again, um, there should have been something done in that process. You know, he had, he was allowed no media access. He was, they were trying to dictate time, time, time. who his receivers were. I have this to stop you there. I have. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have let him have his own receivers. I would have been fine. I would have been fine if if I was in the NFL. I would let Colin Kaepernick have his own receivers. Because if NFL gives you receivers, they may not be able to do the job because of bias, which I can understand that point too. I can stop you there. I am on the air right now listening to a Hall of Famer who I believe has had a multitude of opportunities to highlight unfairness that has been exacted from him. Did that stop you from accepting the challenge, knowing that you were walking into situations that were flagrantly unfair, that you were operating behind the eight ball at a disadvantage? Yep. And you dark skinned, brother. So, Tara Owen, you should know this all too well. Courtesy of a system and an entity that obviously had a lot of power and influence to compromise whatever your aspirations were. You do it, I do it. There are people that sit up there, you ain't the only one that accused me of attacking him. I would ask you to recall what I said. What I said is that I have been supporting this man. What I did is... We have all supported this man. We all supported Kaepernick. And it was just the fact that this Nike, soon to be Nike ad, is, was a stunt. That's when I became disappointed with him. Um, because if I don't know. This was about money at the end of the day. Colin Kaepernick has made more money off the field than he's ever made in being in the NFL. And I can't. I don't blame him. I mean, think about it. Do you want to get banged up for a few million dollars? Back injury, spinal injury, knee injury, injury, injury. So my thing is Colin Kaepernick has to tie himself to the NFL, even though it doesn't have to be directly, but indirectly, he can still make his money. Support was you sending, not you, meaning him, sending the message that everything has to be ideal and everything has to be fair in order for me to embrace the challenge to acquire what I have been behind the scenes through my camp telling everybody I want. If you don't want to work out, that's fine. 
If you think it's unfair, you want, and I know Max, you want to get in, I'm going to bring you in. And you want to, if you don't think it's fair, that's fine. And you want to get your lawyer, and your lawyer wants to stand up there and say, this waiver is an issue. We're ready to work out, but not until they alter this waiver, etc. That's different. But to not do the workout, to change locations, and then to go and give a speech to the media without taking any questions, any inquiry as to what's really going on, you are leaving others to surmise what the hell happened. Can I answer that real quick? Do you, you mind if I, you mind if I oh. jump into you? Yeah, I prefer you do that. But go ahead, what go ahead. I wanted is, is transparency, Stephen A. And that's like, the, like I've done it. I've had incidents throughout, throughout the course of my career. And then there have been times where I've, try, I've gone into interviews where I've done an hour and a half, two hours of an interview. And then they break down and they edit. And then you guys get on, uh, get on the show and there's a panel of people. And then they break down whatever clips that they show. They're mm-hmm. not showing the entire hour and a half or two hours of that of that interview that I've done. Yeah, he's right. I, and I agree with Terrell's on that. That's how the system works. They, they, this is why Donald Trump says fake news. Because they, you do a two-hour interview and then they cut out the good parts mainly and then they put out the stuff they think can use against you in a negative light. So what he wanted was transparency for people to see the full workout, to see the full Colin Kaepernick. Again, you, you mentioned obviously Max is going to get in here. And like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A. And with 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 what he with with his coming, with his Now that's when I have a problem, and that's where I want to talk about right there. The man is terror-owned, sir. You was doing fine. I was agreeing with everything Terrell Owens was saying all the way up till you said that. That is when I had a pro- have a problem with that, sir. I have a problem with that. Why? Because he does not agree the same way you're supposed to look. That's that's the problem with black people. Black people are supposed to think we all supposed to think the same way, even though the ideal is stupid as fuck. But we're supposed to think the same way because we're black. <laughs> last time I checked, Terrell Owens. When the last time you dated black women? Yeah, and I'm not, again, I'm not sitting up here trying to say you must do this, you must do that. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to challenge one's blackness, right? With that retarded looking smile of yours, Terrell. If you're going to challenge someone's blackness, make sure that your blackness aligns with what you speak. Because last time I checked, you was married to a white woman. But you want to talk about blackness. Right? Now, I have no problem who you date or who you marry. That's your business. But when you begin to challenge my blackness and how black I am, that is when I'm going to start digging, picking, pointing out everything that is non-black that you have done or is currently doing and put it right in your face and put a mirror up and say, you want to do it? Want to try this again? 
That is where the interview went down the hill. So I'm gonna continue let it play. And Max Kelvin look. Max Kelvin was trying to look the straight face. He was like, You know, like, damn, I'm blacker than Stephen A. <laughs> Guess Kelvin tried to put on a straight face. He's trying to put on a straight face. I'm blacker than Stephen A. Wow. I didn't know I was blacker. Stephen A. Wow. Interesting. Now, you don't cross I'm the line. I'm just saying. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Wait a minute. You don't cross the line. First of all, like I said, you, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Eric Reed, any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place. I'll show up. I don't want to hear. What's the definition of blackness? Is there a definitive definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep, with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants. Okay, excuse me. Hold on. I'm not agreeing with everything that Colin Kaepernick has done. I'm not saying that, but you said, but you just sat up there and used an expression, more blacker. Excuse me, from Hollis Queens, New York City. You ain't the you ain't the only you ain't the only brother out there that's in the streets. I'm in the streets every day. And I'm at I'm at Okay, Terrell, but then why did you make that statement? It it didn't make any sense. And Max like these niggers are acting up. <laughs> but Terrell, sir, bro, and at first I was hot, but then I said, you know what? Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Maybe this and this is Terrell's. We talk about people. He's not the brightest bulb in the world. I feel for him. He's not the brightest bulb in the world. But what I see here. And a lot of people can get mad at me. And I, I know a couple other YouTube brothers have pointed this out. One, Tommy Sotomayor, one uh, organic maze run. Is that we seem to see that darker skinned black people look up or worship lighter skin or half black people like Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. Um, all the black people worship Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. And no matter what his policies were, he was half black and his mother was white. Well, Jewish, actually. And they worship Obama because of his skin color, because of his mixed mixture. They worship him. They looked up to him like a god. They he was like he was close to whiteness for them. And that is people like Terrell Owens who look up to Colin Kaepernick as somewhat of a demigod because of his complexion. Stephen A being a lighter skinned guy, not half, but he's lighter than Terrell Owens. He's like I ain't going to sit up there and worship this guy. But it seems like the darker complected people, black people, tend to look up to the biracial or the lighter complected people. Um, even though the biracial or lighter complected person can be saying some bullshit. <laughs> but they don't care to them because it's this Willie Lynch tactic of light is better Dark is not. 
It's, it's like the house slave and the field slave. It's the old Willie Lynch tactic all over again. It's the Willie Lynch tactic all over again. Put the lighter one up front. Put the lighter one for this. Look at Black Lives Matter. Who's battling to be number one? Sean King. Is Sean King black? Probably not. But they pushed away D-Ray McPherson. They pushed him to the side because he's a darker skinned brother. And that's why I see during this conversation and Stephen A, even though, look, I don't agree with a lot of stuff Stephen A said. I think Stephen A's a jackass in many instances. Um, just like when he played that card, pulled that complexion card with LeBron James' wife and Steph Curry's wife. And I'm like, hold on now. You, now you're playing, now you're playing the dirty dozens. So Tarot flips it back on him. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, it had to do with that, but it's a mess. And, um, it's worse. It's terrible. It's really terrible that we still deal with this today. So let's play. So let's be very clear. And you damn well know that's the truth. And so my point to you is this. Again, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to go that route. But based on just what you just said, this is supposedly Stephen A. and T.O. going at one another. Did you know that I invited Colin Kaepernick to give him this platform for the entire two hours? I said, you can edit the damn show. You can have it live. We can talk whatever you want to talk. The floor is yours. I also gave that invitation to Eric Reed. I know people at other networks that has given Colin Kaepernick that same thing. They disagreed with him to some degree. Are you questioning their blackness too? Come on, man. That, there's certain things that's I crossing said, the line. Dude, that's, that, I mean, you're taking it as disrespect. There's no disrespect. There's no di- there is disrespect, Terrell Owens. Sir, that is disrespect. I'm disrespecting that? No, not a no. It's tongue in cheek, but at the same time, like I said, like I said, I'm in the streets. Like I said, it's tongue in cheek. No, that that was sir. Let's, let's, let's exit this. Terror Owens, that was not tongue in cheek. Not at all. That was not tongue in cheek. That was blatant disrespect. And you know this. You know that was blatant disrespect. What you did. But um, that's one part I want to show. Also, I want to play this video with Stephen A. defends his Colin Kaepernick criticism, which I think is a little bit over, Everybody but what it is. has their own set of, set of facts. That's fair enough. I'm not here to question what Max has acquired. I'm certainly not here to question Howard Bryant, an outstanding job he always does and the information that he has. And I'm quite sure to some degree we have the same information. Ladies and gentlemen, in my hand, I have two notes, two letters. This one here, um, examination, waiver, release, and indemnification agreement. This was signed by Colin Kaepernick in 2011. His signature's right there. That's what I have. This is the agreement supposedly sent to him and his team this week, last week rather, without his signature. And the only difference, it appears, from what I've read, is that in paragraph 8, the lines are added to NFL, the NFL Benches Inc., the NFL Benches LP, and its direct and indirect subsidiaries. 
And then there's a paragraph here, 10, that didn't exist on a waiver that he signed in 2011 that mm. says, I acknowledge that neither this agreement nor my participation at the camp creates an employment relationship of, or otherwise constitutes a promise of current or future employment with the NFL, the National Football League Drug Advisors, the National Invitational Camp, Inc., the National Football Scouting, Inc., or any of the 32 NFL teams. In other words, you're not guaranteed a job because of this workout. And essentially what it's doing is protecting the NFL from injury. Now, in my conversations with the NFL, the NFL is making the state the case that this is new. We've never done this for any particular one player. So what we did was we added that paragraph because it's strictly uh, protection against him getting injured and therefore filing a lawsuit against us for workers' compensation and things of that nature. He would still feel free. He would still have the freedom to pursue a lawsuit or whatever the case may be for something that's non-injury related, related if you have a beef with the NFL. That is the NFL's position. I have not heard from Colin Kaepernick's people, which I find very interesting, Max Kellerman, because I had heard from them all the time. I have texts spanning two months plus from Colin Kaepernick's people, but the day leading up to the workout and the immediate aftermath of the workout, I haven't heard from a soul. That's point number two. Mm. Wish people some, oh, he's digging out. Oh, he's doing too much. Yeah. So is your favorite YouTube gossip bloggers. They're doing too much as well. But he's right. I mean, if you read if you read the contract, which he read out the contract, he signed the same waiver in 2011 as the one they sent him. But the difference is they added to where if you do get injured during the workout, you can we're not liable for you being injured during the workout. That means you can't sue us. For workers comp. Which that will make sense. Because if he does get hurt. On the practice. And they do that. I mean if you get a tryout etc. They do make you sign a waiver. Just like in the gym. In the gym. They make you sign a waiver. To where if you get hurt. In the gym. We're not liable for that. And, and you. If you. You have to have your own insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sign off on a waiver. That you waiver and people say, oh, you're taking his rights away. It's not taking the rights away. Let's say I own a corporation. I own a company. I own the NFL. And we're going to give you a tryout. I'm going to make you sign a waiver to where if you do get hurt during this tryout, we're not responsible. And we and we've ensured that all of our equipment is working in operation, that the turf is not um prevents harm or etc. So if you get hurt on based on what you do, then we're not going to be paying your medical bill. And that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And also, why and you got to ask Kaepernick and Eric Reed is why did y'all take the settlement? Why did you take the settlement? If you wanted to expose the NFL for its racism, for its corruption, uh, for all of its um, evils that they have, made, they have done behind the scenes, then, okay. Uh, 
I would too. I would make you sign a waiver. That makes sense. It makes business sense. Now let's go ahead and, and get this get this out of the way because I want to get that out of the way first before we get into more subjects. Amazon sues Pentagon over a $10 billion cloud computing contract awarded to Microsoft. Amazon is suing the Pentagon over a $10 billion cloud computing contract awarded to Microsoft. Amazon is says has filed a legal complaint Friday with the U.S. Court of Federal Claims seeking to challenge the decision. The complaint is sealed, but the government says earlier this month there was an unmistakable bias on the government part. Amazon competitive bid for the War Cloud project drew criticism from President Donald Trump, who said over the summer he wanted the Pentagon to take a closer look. The Pentagon awarded the contract to Microsoft in late October. U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has said the procurement was done fairly without outside influence. The contract formally called the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI, was sought by Microsoft, Amazon, and Oracle, and IBM. The following contained proprietary information, trade secrets, and confidential financial information that could cause either party severe competitive harm, Amazon said in the court documents seeking a protective order. The record, the recording in the bid protest is likely will contain similar sensitive information, it said. We believe the facts will show that they, the DOD, ran a detailed, thorough, and fair process in determining needs for warfighting were best met by Microsoft, Microsoft said in the email statement. Now, in all honesty, that, because I mean, pretty much their Pentagon computers is built on Microsoft, so that kind of makes a little bit more sense to be more compatible, but you know, it is what it is. Amazon has been considered a favorite for the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure Cloud Jedi contract. Part of a broader digital modernization project at Pentagon before software developed Microsoft versus surprise winner. Amazon and Prepsel said that politics got in the way of fair bidding process. Benzos, chief executive officer, Amazon and owner, the Washington Post has been an outspoken creator, U.S. President Donald Trump. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um... And I'm not saying what they did was right, not at all. If it if it was biased, it, you know, it was not right, and you have a right to sue. Um, just like Byron Allen sued Comcast on the basis of that they were racially discriminating against him as far as getting network platforms. And Amazon has a right to do so. They have every, I know people say, oh, what are they showing? Why they do, 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 No, they have every right to do it. They have a right to do it. Now, could this be on the basis of bias? That it probably, most likely it is. Most likely it is.
So they're suing Amazon is suing ten billion dollars because they felt like they're being discriminated off the basis of political bias. Well, when you have a newspaper that is owned by Amazon Jeff Bezos that pushes a narrative against the president, you think the president is going to award you a contract, a big ten billion dollar contract? To be part of the Jedi program. No. He's going, he's going to give it to somebody else. I mean that's how it goes. I mean it, truly honestly. That's how it goes. It, you know, I know everybody does not like to hear that. And. It will make more sense. To be with Microsoft. Than Amazon. I like Amazon. Don't get me wrong. I love Amazon. It's just it will make more sense because all the Pentagon computers are run by Microsoft. So it'll be it'll probably it'll probably integrate much easier that way. Now, unless Jeff Bezos come with an operating system of his own, then OK, then we can we can go from there. Um, And my thing is. They're suing the Pentagon for $10 billion. That's taxpayer money. So Amazon is suing $10 billion worth of taxpayers' money for the contract that we taxpayers have to foot the bill on. So you got to look at it that way. Oh, uh, let's see. Ray J. Ray J, Ray J, eighth month pregnant wife, Princess Love says their marriage is over after the singer allegedly left her and her daughter stranded in Las Vegas. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. And let's and let's uh, play the video on Princess Love. This. Relationship has always been a dramatic relationship all the time. And let's play her first and then let's play Ray J's. Let's see what, what, the, what the fuss is about. I mean, they've always had some type, something going on with each other. It's just crazy. Princess Love is crazy as hell. I remember she tried to kill him with a baseball bat and and she's really rough. I mean, she's a a rough bitch. I'm I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry, but she is a rough bitch. Um and I wouldn't even uh, yeah, she looks good, but I would not even marry her. That woman is crazy. You you'll wake up one morning, she got a damn knife down your damn throat. You wake up one damn morning, she probably got a baseball bat upside your damn head. You got to sleep with one eye closed. You got to grow a third eye of the back of your damn head to watch that woman. That woman will bust you upside your head, knock your pitch off the wall. Hell, she might pull a damn gun, put stick a gun next to your damn head. You wake up, bam. She's crazy. Like, so you really want to just. Stay out all night off of some fake argument that we had. Like, you can't really be serious. And he's like, you're selfish. All you do is think about yourself. You just, you want to wear the pants in the relationship. You want to be the king of the house. Like, all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, and then he said, um, 
what what made me mad is because every time we get into an argument, he starts talking about or alluding to like getting a divorce or saying, um, as long as I get to see my kids, it's like, why do you got to take it there? So I said, you know, I said, with the way you just get up and leave and disappear, I got to get back to L.A. and I got to get my mind right before this baby comes, because with the way you move, I'm liable to be alone at any given moment. And so he said, well, I'm preparing to be alone, too, as long as I can see my kids Monday through Wednesday. I said, OK, well, we can just be separated then. And so he's like, not before I file first. You know, so the conversation got really, really ugly. We started like, you know, getting real disrespectful. And then so he blocked me. So I couldn't call him, couldn't get in contact with him. It was time for me to check out the room. He left, he never came back, didn't tell me where he was going, um, didn't hear back from him. So I had to check out the next day and we end, so we ended up checking out of the hotel because it was time to check out and then I ended up checking up checking into another hotel and we're in another hotel right now we are not where Ray is in the Skylofts I have not talked to him he has not unblocked me he has not called me hasn't checked on me or Melody um so we're just here and my car is here and I'm trying to figure out a way to drive my car back because I'm over eight months pregnant and I have to pee every 30 minutes. I don't want to have to stop in the middle of nowhere driving from Vegas to LA. That's a four and a half, five hour drive. So that you guys is everything that happened. I put that on my kids. That's it, that's everything that happened. It all started off a stupid argument because I said I wouldn't move to LA. And he took that and used that as a reason to stay out all night and hang out with his friends and not call, not check. Still haven't talked to him. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm over there, like he can see me from his window. No, he can't because I'm not even there anymore because we have to check out. So that's the whole story and I wasn't going to say anything because I just felt like I said too much. And oh, like after the argument that we had, he posted that picture on his Instagram and that's what ticked me off because it's like, why would we say all that to each other and then you block me and then you want to post a family picture? That's what makes me like, that's what ticks me off. But. I just, we'll see what happens when I get back to LA, but I, I don't want to be married anymore, period. I don't have time for this. Mm, wow. So there's a rough, rough girl, princess love stating she don't want to be married no more because she's tired of the drama and it had to do with Ray J wants to move back to LA. Um, and, uh, you know, and this and that. And, oh boy. I think it's just, 
I think it's just talk. Then he posted the Instagram. Thank you, BT Soul Train Wars Prince of Love Melody, loving, love, Norwood. Prince of Love responded, left me and Melody stranded in Vegas, and blocked me from calling. Now you want to post family photos. Hmm. So uh, let's. Play Ray J's because we got to get both sides of the story. And she wrote on his Instagram. I think she got a new Instagram. Melody Love Norwood. And says divorce party. And then she says. Family men don't have secret phones with bitches. So I guess she's accusing him. Of still messing around. Let's play this. Crazy happened other than that. You know, like, just get arrested guy. So you know I'm going to welcome y'all to, to, to my room. You know we can go in here and we can have a conversation. If y'all want to drink. I'll make y'all a drink, so welcome. Come on. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to play some See that that is where that that is where it, it, it mix ups come in. Got the backwoods. You know what that means? They smoking dope. We was at we was at another hotel around the way, but we we were on our way back to LA, and um and then uh, what princess photo shoot got canceled, right? Princess photo shoot got canceled, so we all decided to drive back. Me, her, truth, and the baby. We drove back to Vegas, we checked in. Oh wait, we went to the grocery store first. Got a bunch of shit from the grocery store. And um, and then we went back to Vegas and we uh, checked in. And Princess started cooking the baby food. And I started going to look for offices because you know, I felt like this was a good place to reside and to just chill, you know? And um, and then that's it, we've been here ever since. We haven't left. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's been a lot of like, chatter about that and I'm like okay first thing you like I don't have to prove myself to nobody but then after a while as the story keeps escalating you go well damn I think a lot of people start to really believe that um, we 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 was not we're not in Vegas uh, that's the other remote that little skinny one that look like a phone I'm like damn so they don't believe we in Vegas I talked to one of my business partners today he said well, so you went home and came back I told him no We've been in Vegas this whole time. We haven't left. You get what I'm saying? So, hold on. I parked MGM. They got MGM. And they got a couple more. So, um, some of the team is down in the other building. And Freaky and Melody, they right there. 
Okay? I can see them. I can see ballet. I can see it. So, we get... Now, but she's claiming that they moved to another hotel because they have to check out. Okay. Um... Let's play this. Because you're making this whole thing like so bad when you know what you're doing. And you know you're just trying to get back at me to make me upset. But yet you are ruining so much to lie about me leaving you stranded. I mean, you have your Range Rover outside. You wanted to stay. You told me that you were leaving and that you were going home because you was upset. That's what you told me. You was on your way home. And I know you. You you will drive off and go home. Your mom comes out here tomorrow. You know you wanted to wait to see your mom tomorrow. That's what that was the whole plan. We were supposed to look for houses. We were supposed to, we were supposed to possibly move here. And now you want to act like I left you stranded. Like Somebody rolls cheaper to keep her. And, and they're right. Like Johnny Taylor says, it's cheaper to keep her. Look. You know that, hey, Ray J, look, you got to take some heat for this, too. You knew that girl was crazy. You knew she was crazy. And she probably had some good pussy, too. But you knew she was crazy. Usually crazy girls usually got that. You knew she was crazy. You knew she was nutty. You knew this. You knew that she's blazing. So, obviously, they're pretty nutty. But you knew this. You knew she was a nut. But you still married her. Because you couldn't get enough of that. You couldn't get enough of that. What uh, what Angela Yee said, deep. <laughs> what did Angela Yee said, deep. They're the Asian girls are deep. They want to knock the bottom out of that motherfucker. <laughs> you want to knock the bottom of that motherfucker? <laughs> she want to knock. She wants you to knock the bottom out of that motherfucker. <laughs> knock the bottom out of that damn thing, like. Here, hit that bottom. Ba ba. Say you want to hit the bottom of that motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, Ray J, you knew she was nuts. You knew this. I mean, she punched harder than you. Dude, real talk. She punched harder than you. Okay? She whooped your behind one time. She had to, she had to get, she, the police had to go, come get her for whooping your behind, man. Come on now, you know you love her. You know you love that crazy girl. You know you love that crazy blazing girl. You know that. You know what you got into. You knew she, you you knew you try to hit the bottom of that. <laughs> the bottomless pit. Shoot. The 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 gripper. <laughs> he gripped that. <laughs> 
Hey, everybody, go in and try to push out. You couldn't barely get out. And it's like quicksand. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, look, y'all need to work this out. Seriously, y'all two really That's need to so work wrong. this out. Like, I can't sit up here and just let you go on your live and do that. I, I, but again, you you should really just call me or wait until God works it out instead of letting everybody in. But since they in, they in. Now, someone said, but you blocked her and still haven't called to check on your child whether y'all had a disagreement or not. That. Uh, what's her name? You and Rennie has a point. That's true. That I mean, I'm not gonna. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that statement. But if you're saying, you know, she's causing this problem, she caused that problem, but you blocked her, and you haven't called. You know, like the stuff that you said. That was a pure lie about me leaving you stranded. They say she does not doesn't want to live in a party state. But I, I'll say this. She is pregnant, people, with another baby. So in those cases, those hormones really are kicking like karate. You know, as far as being moody, extremely moody. Um, and you were in a place where they were doing human trafficking. Like, you know how crazy and bad that sounds? You know how many brands that we're dealing with look at that and go, let me, I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal. You know, and all we're trying to do is build for our future. I, I'm, I'm working hard to make sure Melody and my son is good. Like, I, that's all I'm trying to do. But yet I'm a bad person and I left you stranded and like you like you are a boss, princess. You know that. Some of the ladies are saying unblock your pregnant wife. You got your own everything going on. You got your store. You have your makeup line. You know you know the kind of money you make, princess. To make it seem like you had nowhere to go or nothing to do is just so wrong in so many ways, man. It is. Yes, it is, you know. Oh, boy, boy. And someone say you're fighting over nothing, which is true. You're fighting over nothing. And someone said that she didn't want to live in a party state, which I don't blame her. I mean, seriously, you ought to be concerned about the women who say, oh, let's let's move here where the party's at. Yeah, you want to watch for her. But she like, I don't want to live in that party ass state. And brothers, you just go on. Sometimes you just going to have to compromise on that situation. Cause it's one thing I learned in life. You will never win an argument with a black woman. 
even though she's half black. That don't mean nothing. She's you, you're still not going to win the argument. You're not going to win the argument with a black woman. It, it's just not going to happen. You can say all you want. You're not going to win the argument with a black woman. I'm just just plain and simple. I don't know. Some some of you guys think you can, but you can't. You can't. You're not going to win the argument. When it comes to relationships, marital issues, you're not going to win that argument. You can forget about it. Cause she'll still come up, she'll still throw something, throw another wrench into the into the game and then throw you off. Yeah, she says a divorce party and she started crying right after and in her life. Of course, she don't she don't want no divorce. That's just hormones kicking in. Yep, it's pregnancy hormones. Yeah. You can tell he's lying by the way he's talking. Y'all, look, uh, I'm cutting this out because I, I don't want I don't want to, I don't want to play this anymore any longer because it's it, you know it, it's crazy. Y'all two worked this out, okay? Obviously, this was something small. If it has something to do with the fact she does not want to move to a party state, you know what, Ray J? Maybe you need to really say, you know what? I got a good one right here. Because, you know, some women, they'll like, they'll jump the first opportunity. Let's go down to Miami where those hot boys is at. Where those niggas is at over there trying to get her booty. I mean, you really need to think about that. You really do. I mean, obviously she's... As crazy as she is, as nutty as she is, I have not really seen her trying to jump the hoops to 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 do what Evelyn Lozada and OG is doing of all groups. Jesus Christ, I tell you. I'll just say work it out. I mean, seriously, y'all guys really need to work that out. Um, I know some people in the comment section, yeah, yeah, you know, it's time to cut her loose. It's time to cut. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The guys, the, I'm going to say it, the bitch ass niggas who say shit like that are usually the ones that have never married, never had a relationship. They probably, they're, they're a MGTOW. They're a MGTOW bitch boy. They're a MGTOW bitch boy. These are MGTOW bitch boys. Yeah, you need to cut her loose. Because, you know, guys who speak like that, because they never had a woman. They never had a woman. They couldn't keep one because they weird. Something wrong being a little, little quirky, a little weird. But you are weird, like stalker weird. You know how, them, you know how some of you niggas are? Stalker weird ass niggas, I'll tell you the truth. One in particular, I know. I'm like, damn, dude, you, you like that? <laughs> Bro, you like that? Motherfucker getting uh following some girl and then taking a photo of her license plate to find out where she live. Ain't that something? <laughs> I ain't saying your name either, brother. I'm not saying your name. 
I ain't saying your name. I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna put you. I ain't gonna put you on blast. But you know who you are. Up there taking the photos of of girls that you looking after, uh, license where they live and all that stuff, and then driving around there. Nigga, you know what you're doing. Cut it out before you get in trouble. Before you go to jail for for stalking. Oh, creepy ass motherfucker, you. Excuse my language. But Ray J. Honestly, sir, and you, Princess Love, honestly, ma'am, y'all both really need to work this out, especially she's eight months pregnant. Okay. And it's very recrucial. Again, this needs to be worked out. This is something minor that can be easily fixed. And I, when she said divorce party, she, she really doesn't mean that. She really doesn't. But Ray J, if you do got another phone, particularly for other women, bro, you need to cut that out. Some of you men really, are, in all honesty, I'll say this. I, not all women, but some of the reason why some of the women cheat is because they see you do it. Because you'd be like, oh, she a hoe. Oh, she this. Oh, she that. How do you think she re- she's only responding? Not all women, but she's only responding to the whoredom that you brought to the home. She's only responding to the whoredom that you brought home. So if you run around sleeping around with women, guess what? She's going to pay you back. And you know what women do? They'll do you dirty. Hell, they'll sleep with everybody. Shoot, they'll, hell, they'll, hell, they'll, they'll, hey, I'm telling you, some women, they will get low. They catch you messing around with with, with some women. They going, hey, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these women will get so low, they'll run through your whole family. Your daddy. Your uncle, your brother, she ain't nobody. You ain't gonna know, cause I ain't gonna say nothing. Your daddy, your uncle, your brother, your cousin. They they'll go through the whole family just to let you know. Ha! I saw what you did. Now look at me now. They'll get your homeboy. They'll get your friends. They'll get your family. They'll run through everybody. Some women will do that just to pay your ass back. Because that, that's a hefty payback. They'll do it. They will do it. Hell, some of them, I, I'm going to say this. Hell, some of them will, hey, some of them will be even bold enough to sleep with your teenage son. Just to pay you back. Just just to pay you back that you've been messing around with these women. Hell, they'll sleep, hell, they'll sleep with their own son. Yeah. Some will even sleep with their own son. Just to know, see that you was messing around. Now that really hits home. That's nasty, but <laughs> some of them like that. Some of them will go to that point. To the extremity. Some will do that. Yes, some will do that. Oh, boy. 
But um, this needs to be worked out. And if it's true, Ray J, you got two phones by another woman, etc. Cut it out. Honestly, cut it out. Uh, we, we men are getting too damn old to be running around finding another, another damn woman. If you weren't happy with the wife that you have, you should have never married her. And did, you know the number one reason why a lot of us are in the position we're in? And the reason why we went to slavery and the reason why we got we catching all this hell, uh, adultery. Adultery is the number one thing that is, that is delaying our progress. Why can't we just stay with one man or stay with one woman and marry them and be happy with it? And if we got any problems, we'll talk it out. We'll communicate. Why can't we do that? But let's go and move on to the next thing. Hopefully they worked that out. Lev Pervis, Parnas, Parnas, one of Rudy Giuliani's bungling fixers is prepared to tell Congress that Republican Representative Devin Nunes met with fired Ukrainian prosecutor to try and get dirt on Joe Biden. Mm, mm, mm. Now, this is very interesting. You got one who is sitting on the House Intelligence Committee who is the rank-and-file minority leader of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunez. If this is true, then they're going to have to take Nunez off the Intelligence Committee. They're going to have to take Nunez off the Intelligence Committee because that's what you call a conflict of interest. And this is Rudy Giuliani's uh, fixers. And the fixer claimed that, that he's willing to testify against Nunez. And he's prepared to testify before Congress that Representative Nunez, Republican ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee and key ally of President Donald Trump, met Ukrainian officials to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. Lev Parnas, who is charged with campaign finance violations, wants to testify that Nunez met last year with prosecutors fired under pressure from Biden when he was vice president, Parnas' lawyer told CNN. Mr. Parnas learned from former Ukrainian prosecutor General Victor Shokin that Nunez had met with Shokin in Vienna. Last December, attorney Jose Boney told the outlet. Nunez told Skokin the urgent need to launch an investigation into Burmishpa. Joe and Hunter Biden and any purported Ukrainian interference in the 2016 election, Boney said. Nunez responded by calling the CNN report and a similar one in the Daily Beast, demonstrably false and scandalous and vowing to sue both publications. Mm, mm, mm. And there is Leo Parnes with Rudy Giuliani at Trump International Hotel in D.C. in September 2018. He looks like he's a Shriner because he got that Shriner symbol around his neck. 
And there's the, the boys. Look at Rudy. Hi, Moisha. Moisha, how are you, baby? Huh. Very interesting. That was him and Rudy Giuliani. Y'all just heard that was at the Trump International Hotel pimping, macking. And now he's going to testify. Uh, let's see. Is this the... I don't know which one is this. Countless other deceptions, large and small, that make them the last people on earth with the credibility to hurl more preposterous accusations at their political... opponents. And yet now, here we are. We're supposed to take these people at face value when they trot out a new batch of allegations. But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. For example, Okay. After vowing publicly that impeachment requires bipartisan support, Democrats are pushing impeachment forward without the backing of a single Republican. The witnesses deemed suitable for television by the Democrats were put through a closed... Okay. All right. Well, well yeah, it's not that important. Ah. Uh. Let's see, the latest allegation that Nunez met with Shokin in similar efforts to dig dirt on Biden threatens to put the California Republican in a politically precarious position on the Intelligence Committee, which is true. He's going to have to sit out on this one if that's the case. If it's true, Nunez is going to have to step away from the impeachment inquiry because that is what you call a conflict of interest. Bondi has called for already called for Nunez to recuse himself from the impeachment probe in a tweet on Friday. The lawyer also tweeted that an apparel appeal to the intelligence committee, Adam Schiff, who is leading the impeachment query, asking him to call Parnas to testify. His information completes the narrative. It's a non, it's non hearsay is not part of the GOP rope a dope and the greatest of our national interests. Bondi wrote. According to Bonnie, Nunez met with Shokin in Vienna in December 2018. Congressional travel records show that Nunez and three aides traveled to Europe from November 30th to December 3rd, 2018. The records do not show what countries Nunez visited, detail that the congressman is not required to disclose. The trip cost taxpayers around about $63,000. Hmm. At the time of the trip, Nunez was chairman of the Intelligence Committee. In January, Schiff took over as chairman of the Powerful Committee. According to Bonnie, Parnas spoke with Nunez, who said he was conducting his own investigation to the Bidens. Parnas said that Nunez was basically basing his investigation party off of information from John Solomon, who has written extensively about the alleged Biden corruption and columns on the Hill. 
Giuliani has said that he opened his freelance probe in Ukraine to produce evidence to defend Trump against the investigation of Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Giuliani's Ukraine efforts spiraled into inquiries into Biden's involvement with various factions of the countries to help negotiate local politics. Giuliani enlisted Parnas and Igor Furman, two naturalized American citizens born in the former Soviet Union. In October, Parnas and Furman were arrested on multiple campaign financing charges, many of them which apparently stem from their efforts to curry favor for a legal marijuana venture in Nevada. Parnas and Furman are coming under house arrest and have pleaded not guilty. So they, so he's under house arrest. And, and in order to get out of the jam, he's probably going to be willing, willing to testify against Nuyes. I do believe that is going to go down. But, like I said, if this is true, again, if this is true, then Nuyez will have to recuse himself from the whole probe and have to step down. If it's true, of course. Want to make sure things are, are factual. Uh, let's see. More Prince Andrew news and unpublished photos show the Duke of York and his pedophile friend in New York doing faithful weekend stay at steam stream of visitors to the Manhattan Medicine just 30 hours of reveal. Let's look at these wonderful photos. And there's Prince Andrew and Epstein. Epstein is like... <laughs> And there was a central part in December 2010. And then there's another close photo of him uh, leaving the fi late financier's home in Manhattan around 2.06 p.m. December 5th, 2010. Uh, him and Epstein up there. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the timeline. Thursday, December 2nd, 2010. The prince spent at least five days at Epstein's 21,000 square foot mansion on this occasion. It began with him, a guest of honor, at a dinner party organized by New York party planner Peggy Seagal. It was to celebrate Epstein's release from an 18-month prison sentence for having sex with Andre's girls. No doubt it was an attempt to cleanse Epstein's image and reintegrate him to Manhattan society. Did a good job. The guest list include film director Woody Allen and his wife, Sue Ying, Katie Couric, then the highest paid female team anchor in America, Jura Stephanopoulos, a former White House communication director under President Bill Clinton, comedian Chelsea Handler, and TV news host Charlie Rose. Oh my God. Hold on now. Woody Allen, which that's no surprise. Okay. And Suzanne, you know, the one he adopted when she was a baby and then he was banging her when she was 10 to 12 years old and now she's made, married to her. Katie Kirk, which I am surprised. George Stepanopoulos, I am surprised. Uh, Chelsea Handler, a little surprised. And TV news host Charlie Rose, which I always thought he was a creep. Mr. Allen and Mr. Rose 
were both being accused of sexual misconduct unrelated to the Epstein case. Ms. Taylor told the New York Times recently it was just one of those strange nights. Really, Chelsea? Really, 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 Chelsea? She said Missy Gall had not really made clear who was hosting the event at an invitational position as do you want to have dinner with Prince Andrew. Whatever, Chelsea. Whatever, whatever. Whatever you say, lady. Whatever you say. Another attendee was Eva Anderson Dubon, the wife of financier Glenn Dubon who has been accused of having sex with Epstein's alleged victims who he has strongly denied any wrongdoing. Uh, no, no, no. Here's um, Emily Mutton said about the party. Andrew said, no, I didn't go. Oh, in 2010, there was certainly wasn't a party to celebrate his release in December because it was a small dinner party. So it was a party. There were only eight or ten of us, I think, at the dinner. There was a, if there was a party, they then I know nothing about that. But it was a party, sir. It was a dinner party. Party is a party, sir. Miss Matanis challenged Andrew, you were invited to that dinner as a guest of honor. He replied, well, 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 I, I was there, so there was a dinner. I don't think it was quite as you might put it, but well, okay, I was there. I was there for a dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew continued his stay at Epstein House on Friday, December the 3rd. In a news I interview, he downplayed his contact with Epstein. Actually, the truth of it is that I actually only saw him for about, uh, what, the dinner party, the walk in the park, and probably passing in the passage. This is what our picture dossier reveals. Sunday, December 5th. This is in 2010. 11.30 a.m., Woody Allen and his wife, Su Yin Privan, are seen leaving the East 71st Street property, the largest residential home in Manhattan. And there's a photo of them, and there's Woody Allen, and then Su Yin. They nasty behinds. 11.42 a.m., Susan Hamblin, a longtime confidant of Epstein, is seen leaving. She wears a blue puffer jacket and clutches her mobile phone to her chest. A black designer bag hooked on her arm. 12.07 p.m. Security guard wearing sunglasses, gray trousers, and a dark jacket thought to be from the American Diplomatic Security Service. Responsible for protecting visits with foreign dignitaries arrives at the home. 1.40 p.m. Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein leave the property hit West Interim Central Park on 72nd Street, followed by five, five guards. Mm. And there's J.E. On, on, on the sign. On on this on the that wall. A witness told the Daily Mail that the protection officers assumed a a star pattern at distance to give Epstein and Andrew privacy to talk. Instead of staying close as they normally would do with dignitaries, our pictures show Andrew making a claw like motion with his hand as he was trying to reason with Epstein, who was trying to force ahead of him. Their body language is striking, suggesting Epstein in dominance and Andrew with a more cons conciliatory stance. The two men walk past a children's playground. Oh my God. And through the Central Park Zoo, where they have passive view and error for sea lions, an unlikely venue for confidential discussion. Lead the park, blah, blah, blah. 
2.15 p.m., they arrive home, making their total walk nearly half an hour. By that time, McCor and Andrew have ended their friendship. Addressing the conversation in News 9 interview, Andrew said with the opportunity to go for a walk in the park, and then there was conversation constantly. There was photographed when I was said to him. I said, look, because of what has happened, I don't think it's appropriate we should remain in contact. And by mutual agreement, doing a walk in the park, we decided to be part, part and left company. I left, I think it was the next day. No, I wouldn't do it the next day. If, I, if I'm going to part ways, which I'm going to part ways with you right now, I'm not going to stay in your damn mansion and then the next day. No, I don't think so. <sighs> and to this day, I never had any contact with him from the day forward. 9.45 p.m., Epstein emerges from the front door with a dark-haired woman who appears to be in her 20s wearing a black jacket and an orange scarf. Epstein wearing a white winter jacket and a fur trim, hugs and kisses as they walk along. Monday, December 6th, the first picture of the day shows an older security agent with a dark mustache, slicked back, graying hair leaving. 2.06 p.m., an unidentified brunette woman leaves in dark grasses. She appears... To be in her 20s and wears a black leather jacket, gray beanie hat, and carries a large black shoulder bag. 2.09 p.m. Another security guard, a young man with dark hair, enters the home. 3.11 p.m. A second identified woman with long dark hair, seeming in her 20s, leaves. She wears a red woolen hat and a gray long gray puffer jacket. She carries a large black shoulder bag. 3.35 p.m., a blonde woman in her 30s leaves. She wears a white shirt under a dark brown sheepskin coat with fur trim. 3.46 p.m., the arrival of a tall woman with long dark hair. And we see those. 4.30 p.m., this is where now the infamous video of Andrew cheerily waving to Catherine Keating, the daughter of former Australian Prime Minister Paul Keating, was filmed. The Duke smiles and waves at Miss Keene, dressed in a long black coat with a large, blown, large black bag on her arm, steps out of 15-foot high oak doors. As she goes to help the taxi, Andrew peers fervently around the door before disappearing inside. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. oh, let me. Oh. Oh, what was this? No. Okay. All right, there we go. Um, let's see. During that time, those few days, witnesses say they saw many young girls coming, coming and going. There is a video footage of Epstein accompanied by young girls who were saying they were staying in his house, catching up with friends. Andrew said, "I." I never, I, I mean, if, if there were, then I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a party to any of that. I never saw them. I mean, you, you have to understand that his house, I describe it more than almost as a railway station, you know, when I mean in the sense there were people coming in and coming out of the house all the time. Uh, what they were doing and why they were, I had nothing to do with it. So I'm afraid I can't make any comment on that because I, I really don't know. December 7th. A further young female guest was seen leaving the house in, her af in the afternoon. Her suitcase was loaded into a waiting car and tagged from her incoming flight could still be seen on there. 
She apparently came from Russia as the tag said on Aeroflot. The Russian National Airliner date was November 19th. Hmm, very interesting. Very interesting. Could it be that she had to take for the rushing golden showers of the president? Don't know. And now here's his excuse. He was asked. Again, new information coming out since his suicide has made us reappraised that walk in the, the park. We can't find any evidence or my staff or my people and I can't find any evidence to suggest that what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Boy, boy, boy. I tell you the truth. And it is going to get thicker than than blood very soon. Now, here is a another victim has came out and stated that his madam, Gesaleo Maxwell, simultaneously assaulted her with sex toys at his New York City mansion and she was forced to flee to a Salvation Army facility. Wow. She met Epstein late 1999 after he promised her a modeling career. Victoria's Secret. A woman grew up in extreme poverty. So she wound up living in Epstein's 66th Street apartment in Manhattan. She alleged she was instructed by Epstein's associates, including recruiter Gus Maxwell, to give the wealthy financial massages, which turned sexual. Wow. She escaped after claims that both Epstein and Maxwell simultaneously sexually assaulted her with Maxwell penetrating her with a sex toy fleeing to a shelter. So basically, Maxwell put on the strap on and rolled that thing out. My God. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, boy, boy. I think I wrote this, wrote, uh, read this before on a previous podcast. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. I mean, look, look at these pictures. There's Epstein with Virginia, the young one, flying a plane. With Epstein. And then this one right here. The 15 year old. There she is right there. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, wow, wow. Here's another one. Prince Andrew stayed at the Bahamas home of fashion tycoon Peter Nygaard who paid to settle three sexual harassment complaints. Wow. Boy, boy, boy. Wow. 
Peter Nygaris Palladio Bahamas house. You bet you know there's a whole bunch of underage girls running in and out of that damn house. Mm, mm, mm. And he was buddies with Peter Nygaard. I mean, when you put two and two together, you get four. Okay, you don't get five. You don't get two plus two equals five. You get two plus two equals four. So there is a pattern, people. There is a pattern. Okay. There's a pattern. There is a pattern. This guy is caught up. Let's just tell the truth. This guy is caught up. I believe and Prince Andrew has pretty much almost all the involvements. California hikes tax rates again on legal marijuana business again, making them uncompetitive with it. Yeah, they're raising it because people are leaving California by the droves because of the damn taxes. And, and what are them taxes are doing for your infrastructure? So, what are your thoughts, people, about the news we brought here? Oh, yeah, Jerry Sandusky is resentenced between 30 and 60 years in prison for sexual abuse of multiple boys and will die behind bars. Yeah, that's good. You remember the lady, uh, Alexis Crawford, who was kidnapped and missing, and now she's dead? And yes, I did say, and people were upset at me, talking about, you don't know if they did it or not. Well, they did do it. They did do it. Baron Brantley and the girlfriend Jordan Jones are charged for murder. They um, suffocated Mrs. Crawford with a plastic bag, dumped her body in the park, and then went to a Halloween party. Told you. I knew they did it. I knew they did it. They say, well, we don't know they did it. No, they did it. I said they did it. 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 And they did Damn devils. Tell you the truth. Damn demons. Hope they get the chair or the noose. One one or the other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Chair, noose, noose, chair, chair, noose, chair, noose. Um, but like I said, people, what are your thoughts about what we have discussed uh on our show? Um and Again, okay. 
But it's sad. It's sad. It's really, really crazy out there. But I do believe they do have the goods on Prince Andrew. I think he is going to have to come to the FBI. Um, But again, he is not, what's the word? He's not required to do it. He's not required to go and be interviewed by the FBI. So, but yeah, again, this is crazy. And I believe they're going to catch him. They're going to catch Prince Andrew. They're going to catch him. They're going to catch him. Um, They're going to catch him. Uh, Scott LaRock Jr., who I do not know. Cardi B is used to dumb women down. They got rid of Lauren Hill for but the women. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that to a certain... I would agree with that. Don't get me wrong. I would agree with that. But there were other dumb women that came along before Cardi B. One of them is Nicki Minaj. We don't want to talk about that now, don't we? Now, see, I'm about truth. I ain't about bias like y'all. But before Cardi B, there was Nicki Minaj. That was dumbing down women. Before that, that was Beyonce. And I'm not saying Beyonce is a dumb woman, but I'm saying the, the, the intellectual quality of music has dumbed down. Put it that way. And there are several other female artists that came along before Cardi B to dumb down, to dumb the, the, the quality of music down for women. There was Trina. There was Kaya. Yes. They were there before Cardi B. So we can't just slap, put all the blame on Cardi B. Because there were those before her that came, that, that already dumbed down the, um, the quality of music. Why aren't we talking about the male rappers that have been known to dumb down the quality of music for, for, for men. I mean, this is the problem I have. I don't get me wrong. Y'all, y'all are entitled to your opinion about anybody and everybody, but the fact is you can't put all of the dumbing down of music on Cardi B's back because she was not the first. She was just one of the few who happened to succeed exponentially off of the dumbing down of the quality of music for females. Because remember when she said, she said, when I did a song, be careful, y'all didn't want to hear that. So guess what? I went back to Ratchet Town stuff. So we can't put all the blame on Cardi B. I don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not much of a big fan of Cardi B. You know, I, I don't even listen to most of her music at all. But again, I'm not going to sit up there and then um, 
drugging and robbing men is different from rape. There you go. Uh-huh. I mean, the dumbing down came before. Like I said, the dumbing down came before Cardi B. Hold on. She just happened. It came before Cardi B. The dumb and down became bef came before her. She just happened to be more successful at it. And who is Scott? La I know Scott LaRock. But I don't know this guy. I don't know his son, Scott LaRock Jr. I don't know him. I know Scott LaRock. But I don't know, I don't know this cat. I don't know this cat. You know, and they and they and they talk and they call themselves, oh, I'm just being real. Oh, I, I I'm just doing this. Oh, I'm just doing that. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, this is how I speak, blah, 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 blah. I, dude, I don't even know you. I know Scott LaRock, but I don't know you, bro. I don't know you. I do not know you. I know Scott LaRock, but I don't know you. I know DJ Scott LaRock. I just don't know Junior. I don't know him. He unfamiliar to me. But again, this dumbing down of music was before Cardi B. It was before Cardi B. Because the Queen Latifahs were gone. And then you had Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott started beginning to dumb down the music. Now, she is a very intelligent woman. Missy Elliott actually is a real smart woman. But she started to dumb down the music when, down in her career. At first, she was really hitting it. But then the career then started going down. And then others came along. The brat came along and kind of participated in the dumbing down. Then you had Trina, then you have Kaya, then you have all these other female artists come along, and then uh, Nicki Minaj, then all the others, and then Cardi B. Well, beyond that, Beyonce, then Cardi B. So we can't put all the all the dumbing down blaming on Cardi B. Yes, it, it sounds nice to 
put slap all of the blame on her. It it takes us away from the uh, accountability level. But at the end of the day, Cardi B was not the originator of dumbing down the music. Um, she's just one of the many who happened to succeed and do well in the dumbing down the music. But believe it or not, it's all about the fans because that's what the fans want to hear. Because see, if, if Nicki Minaj or Cardi B was speaking some uh, logic, then they'd be like, oh, they're whack. Just like Kanye West speaking about, you know, biblical understanding, speaking about the church instead of this whole stuff. Now everybody done turn their backs on him. Now everybody talking about he's crazy or he's gone nuts or he a sellout. He this, he that, blah, blah, blah. But then when he was talking about niggas in Paris, then y'all jumping and shucking and jiving and buck dancing all over the damn place and monkey shining for that niggas in Paris garbage. Hmm? Oh, uh, the, 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 to the throne and all this other stuff that Kanye West is doing. Y'all were praising that gold digger. She don't want no broke nigga. Come on now. Y'all love that. But now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he takes another direction that has no cursing in it that is pretty damn good, actually. Um, and now y'all mad. Now, I don't want to listen. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Oh, he's weird. Uh, so it's mainly the fans that are the problem. They're the ones that demand this garbage. They're the ones that demand the dumbing down. They're the ones that want to hear bitch, hoe, skank, slut, nigga, uh, kill, dope, smoke, dope, pop pills. That's what they y'all want to hear. Otherwise, start demanding, hey, we want to hear more consciousness. Cannabis. Can I bust? Is a conscious artist. Y'all like, oh, he's too scientific. Oh, he be using these words. Mm, I don't like that. Chino XL. Ah, he's too lyrical. Ah, we don't want to hear all that. We want to hear buck dancing, partying, monkey shot. We want to hear about drugs. We want to hear about scissor. Popping pills. Banging chicks. Banging boys. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear all that conscious stuff. That's what they say. Immortal Technique and unequivocally has always been the revolutionary rapper of all time. And I'm saying it right now. And nobody has not given that man any credit. We talk, we want to hear some revolutionary music. Oh yeah, uh, J. Cole, J. Cole. Dude, Immortal Technique has been laying the gang down for ages since the late 90s. 2000s, people. Immortal Technique has been about revolutionary music. Day in and day out. And he does not get the credit that he deserves because the music industry has blackballed and banned immortal technique because they know the stuff he says is true. They wouldn't touch him. And y'all talking about J. Cole. J. Cole ain't got nothing on immortal technique. None of your conscious mainstream artists don't have, can't even hold a candle to a moral technique. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't tell me, and I'll argue with anybody 
all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I will battle you on a debate that say Immortal Technique is the most revolutionary hip-hop artist out there on the planet. Period. Period. Like y'all say. I'll battle you every day for that. Because he is. You got a lot of great artists out there that are being overlooked. MF Doom, MF Grimm, Freddie Gibbs, I, whatever. Freddie's nice. I ain't gonna lie. Gene Gray. Audrey the Rapper. We overlook those. We overlook those. I mean, Princess Loki is coming along. Doja Cat is coming along. But again, we can. Oh, you gonna blame Doja Cat or Princess Nokia for some of the music? That music has been around. All they doing is they just take it to a whole nother level. That's it. Name one artist out there that's revolutionary as a moral technique. You can't name one. You cannot name one. You can't name them. You, you can't name them. You think Hova going to speak the same way moral technique speaks? Hell no. And the moral technique does not get the credit he deserves. But you know who listens to his revolutionary music more than anybody? The people that should have been listening to his revolutionary music more than anybody. White people listen to his music. Revolutionary music. Some of the Latinos, some of the people, you know, the indigenous people across the globe listen to his music. But us black people, well, not me, us blacks, y'all, well, y'all really listen to Offset. That's all we want to hear. Or Young Dolph. Or um, what's them, what's them new rapper's name? Now, YK Orsayas, I, I, I like that brother. Man, that, that brother really got got a brain on his got a brain on himself. He now he's really he's really he's really a straight up brother. I respect him. I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing against that brother. You know, everybody, you know, listen to the baby. You know, some of this music make you bop your head. Don't get me wrong. The baby, yeah. But that's not revolutionary music. But that's his zone. That's his lane. He that's where he's good at. And I'm not telling him to, to change it up or nothing whatsoever. But what I'm saying is y'all talk about uh, issues and freedom and and power to the people. You got a moral technique. That's the closest thing. Hey, his music is the closest thing you can get from Black Panther Party. And I challenge y'all to say otherwise. So there is smartened up music. You just have to look for it. Okay? Because they all playing their roles. The Cardi B's, Nicki Minaj's, and all these other rappers, they're all this they're 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 playing their role. 
They are playing their roles. Their role is to be a puppet. Their role is to push the status quo. That's their job. That is what they're supposed to do. I'm not going to attack someone who is designed to do their objective. Because when you break it down, the the ones who are really at fault are the music industry. Instead of blaming the artist, blame the industry that pushes it. Why don't we do that? Why don't we blame the industry that pushes the narrative, that pushes this agenda? Why don't we do that? Instead of blaming, you know, uh, Cardi B for this or for that. Or some other artist. It's the record labels that are the ones that are pushing this type of music, pushing this type of rhetoric, pushing this type of uh, behavior. It's the industry. It's the music industry is doing it. It's the music industry. That's pushing the narrative. The artist's job is to perform. So if you do not like the music, what you need to do is to protest against the record labels. Not against the artist, but the label. Because the label clears them the type of music they can put out. It's the record label. So again, if you want to blame somebody for all this you call garbage music, then you need to point, you need to aim your fire at the record labels. Because again, the record label, that's where the buck stop. Blame the record label. Someone said that Miles Garrett, you know, the, the guy from the Cleveland Brown defensive end who, uh, who sacked the quarterback for the Steelers, not, not the Ben Roethlisberger, but the other quarterback, forgot his name, uh, Rudolph. And, um, and of course it got rough and Rudolph tried to pull off his helmet and then Garrett pulled off his helmet instead and hit him over the head with it. Now, of course, uh, Rudolph like, okay, I was wrong. Well, no, not Rudolph, but Garrett's like, I was wrong. Even though um, you saw the footage, which is true, 
that he that Rudolph did try to pull his helmet while he was getting to the ground. That is true. And he responded because it was a rough tackle. And it was a little bit overly aggressive tackle when the ball was already out of his hand. The ball was already out of his hand before he hit him. And now he went to the place you. Now he said, well, he called me the N word. And that's why I went at him like that. My thing is the minute that I'm going to be suspended, I would have already said that. That's the thing. Then your suspension might have been much less or probably had no suspension at all. Because if that was the base, that was the first thing I would have said the minute it happened. That, oh, you finna get suspended. I said, well, he called me nigga. He called me nigga and I overreacted. I would have said that off the gate. Don't, don't say, well, it was my fault and blah, blah, blah. And then turn around and say, no, uh, he called me inward. No, you should have said that off the gate. And be straight up about it. That's what you should have did. But you didn't. So now, Ruol turned around and said, no, I didn't say that. But you saying, oh, he did say it. Who's hard to believe? I'm not saying it didn't happen. But what I'm just saying is, if you would have said it, the minute that you was going to be suspended for six for, for the rest of the season, you could have just went on and said, yeah, this is why I did this because he called me a nigga. Then the case would have been there to the players union. Then they would have been able to fight for you more than say, well, here, well, here's the reason. Then you might would have gotten your suspension reduced or something, you know, different. And Rudolph might have been kicked out. But why wait till you get to the players union meeting, then say, oh, he called me the N-word. You should have said that right out the gate. That's what you should have did. I'm not saying he didn't say it. I, hey, he might have said it. But what I'm saying is it's kind of hard to take your word when you should have said it in the first place. That's what I'm saying. You should have said something in the first place. Then we wouldn't have to get to this point. But again, this is Jack Newtown. Email me at jackradioshow number one at gmail.com. Jacknewtown12 at gmail.com. Also, you want to donate, cash out, CSN. Hold on. All right, um, sorry, I take that call. But um, you want to donate cash, dollar sign, CSN46. Uh, also, paypal.me slash tiredrun211. Also, streamlabs.com slash highborn, H-I-G-H-B-O-R-N-E. If you'd like to donate, um, like I say, if anything new comes up, Later on today or in the evening, I will be back on the broadcast. Otherwise, uh, I will see y'all tomorrow. You know who thinks all wiper blades are created equal? People who have never been stuck with bad ones. 
not you. You know what driving with average wiper blades is really like. Worrying about the rain, squinting through the street marks, and of course, that tense feeling that comes when you can't see the road. For over 100 years, Trico has manufactured premium wiper blades to give you a clear line of sight in any weather conditions. Because on the road, every moment matters. If you're ready to leave average wiper blades behind, head to your local auto parts retailer for a set of premium Trico wiper blades. Trico, seeing you through.